Android and iPhone users welcome. BlackBerry and Windows phone users, we will accept you. The podcast going beyond the headlines. This is the Goopley Cast. Now the host, Matthew Carter. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Goopley Cast. If you're listening to us as a podcast, consider coming to hang out with us live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or YouTube on Monday nights just after 8 p.m. PST. Or, if you'd like to listen to us on the go, catch us after our live show on, our, on your favorite Android or iOS podcasting apps, as well as iHeartRadio.com. I'm your host, Matt Carter. With me today is Matt Evans. Hey, Matt. Hello. As well as Roy Schlepinski. Hey, Roy. Hey. And Tim Van Clavern. Hey, Tim. Hello. Uh, so, welcome, 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 everyone. We've had a week break. There's been a Christmas in between our last podcast and this one, uh, as well as a Christmas Eve. I was sick for a bit of it. You guys did some filming. Uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff has happened. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, we did a, we did a little bit of filming down at uh, Bellevue over the weekend uh, before Christmas. Um Filming some of our pod or our B-roll for the um, iPhone 12 and 12 Pro Max reviews. It was funny seeing some of the stuff like pop up in the Slack, like "Hey guys, I'm here," and then some of the stuff show up in Plex because I like watch the little clips of things. Uh, yeah, it seemed like you guys did uh, a lot in a short we amount of time. We out. We uh, we started filming and then it started raining. And <laughs> all of our equipment, did, so. We ended up going to grab some lunch outdoors under a covered area. Mm. And yeah. And then we broke for the day and we'll go back to filming some more of it. So it'll be a part of our six six month review of the iPhone twelve Pro and the twelve Pro Max. Cool. I will be doing the iPhone twelve Pro and Roy will be doing the, the Max version. Gosh. It's been what, like two months since the iPhone twelve came out now? Or like less two, than a month? Two months. Two months for the iPhone 12 Pro, right? Because we're August. Yes. I, I've, I've had mine for about a month, so you've had yours for about two months. Okay. Did you say why we can't hear you? I, I've had mine for one month, so you've had yours for two. There you go. How are you guys liking them so far? Was uh... oh, Maybe it's me. Oh. Can you hear us, Matt? Oh, he's he can't hear us. Well, that's unfortunate because I wanted to ask how your guys' waterproofing did in the rain and like how I that mean, it wasn't it wasn't that bad raining while we were filming. Like I think the bulk of it was while we were while we were eating. Mm. Matt, are you back? Can you hear us? There we go. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can hear you. I don't know what's up. I was like I was listening in my AirPods and then they I don't know. Um, I will mention that during the holiday week, uh, so my AirPods started getting uh, crackling noise in them, um, and uh, I chatted with a um, genius through the Apple support site, and uh, she said that I could bring them into an Apple store and get them replaced, so um, that was really cool. I went down there. They swapped them both out for me, and uh, they work better than ever. I've always had nothing but great experience with the Apple tech uh, in stores. Uh, my iPhone 4, 
uh, was it like seven months after I got it, the home button would every once in a blue moon not work. I mean, it wasn't super bad. It was just every once in a while it wouldn't work. So I uh, went to the Apple store, made an appointment, um, and told the Apple tech what was going on. And the first thing he asked me is if I did a software reset on it to see if it was a software problem. And I'm like, yeah, reset the reset the phone. He's like, okay, do you have everything backed up to iTunes? Because this was before the days of, uh, of iCloud. And I was like, yeah, backed up uh, my phone to iTunes. And he's like, cool, let's swap it out. And it was just as easy as that. No questions asked. Uh, he didn't test it out himself. He just, bam, swapped my phone right across. Well, it was interesting because my, my AirPods were out of warranty. So... Um, hmm. It was it was nice to know that Apple still supports something after after it's out of warranty. Um, I I think everybody's waiting to hear though. Roy, um, has your case and your uh, animation started working? I've um, told people about this that it doesn't work, and so, they are also so, very interested to hear what your resolution is. Right now, I'm, I'm using my clear case, so the animation works on this. I have not. Uh, I have not gone back and tried to talk to Apple, although now that 14.3 is officially live, I can talk to them and they'll probably tell me that my case is defective and I can swap it out. Um, I would just like to point out that Tim told Tim was telling me that his wife is completely on my side here. Uh, she agrees with me that my, uh, my, my phone case should work and that, that I am rightfully upset. I am rightful in my anger. It's justified. I mean, definitely. If Apple makes it so convenient, like that's got to be what you want as a company to where your customers feel so comfortable with your in-store experience that you just go there for like any problem and they will competently and like congenially just take it, take care of it for you. Like what you described, Matt, sounds like a great, great customer experience. Like you get the level of Amazon customer experience with the knowledge of the Apple geniuses to just bring your device in and have them be like, we can fix this for you. I yeah. don't, I don't normally use Apple devices, but I have had, I have a MacBook pro and I've had a time where I couldn't fix the issue that it was, that it was having. So I brought it into Apple smoothest experience I've ever had working with tech support for, through a company. they, instantly fixed it i want to say like it was like 20 minutes but i've had longer hold times on the phone with other tech support companies but with apple is super nice going in person just giving it to them and they fixed it right away like in contrast me as an android user i could probably go to some i don't i don't know where i would go like i haven't uh you can't go you like, can't go to a google shop <laughs> you and get your device fixed because they don't have a google shop you can't go to a samson and do it either uh the one yeah. thing though they did i opted to go to an, an apple official apple store but mm. best buy apparently supports apple care and apple products through um through the what is their they're Geek Squad. Geek Squad. Geek Squad. Yeah, yeah, Geek Squad. So you can actually schedule an Apple service appointment at a at certain Best Buy locations, and the Best Buy near me was on there as well. So that was kind of uh, interesting to uh, see as well. So uh, one thing that got mentioned in the comments from Daniel is, did we get that secret shop done? Because I think last time we were talking about going into an Apple store and like, was it filming the process? We did, but we didn't want to get kicked out of the mall for filming um, and lose all of our footage from our, because uh, sometimes when you go into malls and you shoot footage, they make you delete everything on your card, your SD card. So we didn't want to 
jeopardize the footy, the B roll footage we just uh, did. So we did play. I thought about well, I think we... the line saying that Tim Cook and I are BFFs. You know, show them the Apple TV app and show them that Tim uh, <laughs> took my suggestion to heart, but decided that, true. that I don't. I don't. I don't need to flash that relationship around. I mean, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to exploit my relationship with Tim Cook. Right. You want to play those cards. That card in the right circumstance. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't. I just. I just don't want to. Our relationship is so much more than this, and I don't. I don't. Oh. Wow. That's that's. Very I don't need to name drop. I appreciate that. <laughs> we do need more SD cards. Daniel, Daniel said you need more SD cards. We do, <laughs> but we only had one SD card. We, we, did, we did we back, back the, it up. the footage up, though. We did back the footage up on a on a computer, but I still didn't feel like it was worth the worth the risk. <laughs> you know. I really um, am curious what the the side by side of like the iPhone versus because you guys shot with a, a DSLR or just a camera, like a yeah, we shot with a DSLR, and I shot some footage. Um, I didn't upload to the Plex server, but um, I did. I did do some footage uh, on my iPhone 12 Pro, so um, that'll all kind of go into the video as well. So, and Roy did some. Roy shot some sample photos um, too, I believe. So, reason why I ask is because. There's always like like what you said like they make you delete footage sometimes and I'm always curious is if you shoot with a phone and you have like you know an internet or Wi-Fi backup if that happens to get to the cloud and you show them the yeah. local copy like what are they gonna do? Well, yeah. iPhone also has a if you go into your albums, there's a recently deleted album where it's still technically yeah. on your phone. So yeah, for thirty uh, days. So unless they're Apple tech savvy, they wouldn't know that it's not technically actually gone. It's like when you move it to your, you move it to like pre-delete status. Basically, you're like, I'm okay with this being gone after 30 days, and it's oh. still on your phone. You can recover it for 30 days. Okay, good to know. Not that I have any reason to use that, but it's a good feature for everyone to know who's it is using Apple, I guess. <laughs> so I think we should do the unveiling next, Tim. Do you want to stand up and show off your yes. finally <laughs> uh, hold on. like a year in the making? <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> it is the it is the Windows sweatshirt. If Tim Cook is watching right now, it it's not our fault. Look at how comfortable that sweater looks. So it does look pretty cozy. It's for really for those of you that don't know. Um, Microsoft regularly gives away these Microsoft Windows Christmas ugly sweaters to people that tweet a whole lot with Microsoft. So Tim has been spending the entire year of 2020 because he's had nothing better to do in quarantine, uh, tweeting with Microsoft and a lot of various Microsoft accounts to try to win one of these ugly sweaters just to, at the end of the year, find out that anybody could buy one. It was like... I was so heartbroken when that happened because <laughs> it was like nonstop. And I thought I was in a pretty good relationship with whoever runs the, I mean, there's a whole team probably running. They, the, they tweeted back and, and they probably, times. they probably go, Oh, Tim's here. Who wants to talk to Tim today? <laughs> <laughs> they're all sitting in a cubicle or whatnot. Yeah. Or black or something like that. And they're all like, Oh, that guy, Tim's here. Who wants to talk to him today? <laughs> I'm planning. I'm planning on continuing to respond back to Windows on future tweets. Not every single one at the extent I was doing, but 
to regularly interact with him just because it was so much fun doing. There's always <laughs> I, think, here. I think you should go for the uh I think you should try and get an Xbox fridge. It would look oh hella good in, it would look hella good in behind I, your you setup there. I I just actually learned I don't remember where I learned I it think, from. I but mean, they made yeah. them. They I mean oh. Who told me or someone I read or heard somewhere that the people. Oh, no, it was someone that worked on the production team for making the commercial for that. He said that they when they, Microsoft sends it out to you, they you have to have a double wide door to win the fridge. You have if you do not have a double wide door, you forfeit the price because you can't get it into your house. And so you need to have a which I don't know if there's anyone I know that has a double wide door. Yeah, the only door that I can think of would be like a back door that like swings open with two. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you have a garage, I'd assume they would let you (laughs) put it in there. I just just see one through the garage. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope you get it. Uh, So, so Tim, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that they didn't at least give you a link to these sweaters because like yeah. it seems like you guys developed a pretty like nice relationship and they didn't even be like here's the merch link that we have yeah. just in case you might be interested like <laughs> like not even like a like early shopper access or something yeah yeah it's okay it's okay everybody can't be on the level that roy is with apple <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when, when Apple starts doing their their yearly giveaway of ugly sweaters, and it's, it's coming, it's coming. In, in time, um, I'll, I'll be first on the list, and I'll put in a good word for you too, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Early Microsoft merch access. <laughs> like a developer preview for fashion. How was your Christmas, Matt? How was your holidays? Oh, mine was. Besides being sick. <laughs> Actually, so. I actually like being sick because it... You don't have to see anybody. (laughs) Well, you don't have to see anybody. You know, there's no obligation to go anywhere or to really do anything that you don't want to do. Or So I just kind of like sat and played video games. It was very nice. I don't get that time very often to be like, I've got three or four days of doing nothing, going nowhere in a row. I'll play some video games. Uh, Because I'm usually, you know in and out of the house, like doing D&D, or we're doing the podcast, or uh, I don't know, like board game night or something like that. So just being able to sit at home, play Mass Effect Andromeda for a couple days, play some Super Smash Brothers was a much needed recharge. So really enjoyable. Not to sound creepy, Matt, but <clears throat> I monitor the Plex server stats sometimes, and I noticed yeah. your, your traffic was much higher. <laughs> <laughs> the- My movie watching dramatically increased also, yeah. Because <laughs> for a couple of days, I was just like, I don't want to actually do anything. So I just sat I was- watching movies. I was going to do server maintenance, I think, one of the nights. And then before I started, I looked and I'm like, oh, Matt's watching a movie. I should probably <laughs> push this off. <laughs> I'm actually worried about that frequently. I'm like, tonight will be the one time that Tim has to like shut the server down <laughs> to like work on something. Like, But uh, I also caught up on some movies that I'd been meaning to watch, uh, which reminds me, have you guys heard of the movie Good Times with the guy that's going to play Batman in the future. I forgot his name. I'm not guessing. I'm going to pretend I don't know his name. Okay. Fair enough. Well, Rob Rob Pattinson. 
Yes. Also Twilight boy. of Twilight fame, I believe. So there's that. <laughs> uh, fantastic, fantastic movie. Basically, this guy has a mentally handicapped brother that he's trying to take care of, but he's also like uh, Robert Pattinson is also like a street criminal. So he's trying to provide for his brother through street crime. And there winds up being this um, job that they're doing that goes wrong. His brother gets captured and taken to prison. And Robert Pattinson is trying to get him out and uh, back into his custody the whole movie. Uh, it's It was a movie that I really got into because during the times before... Uh, Robert Pattinson starts talking to and interacting with the other actors, the other characters in the story. There's this really kind of creepy 80s synth techno music that is really unnerving being played. And Robert Pattinson's just like walking somewhere, but you don't feel comfortable. And then he gets into a scene where the plot is supposed to move forward. And like things happen that you would never expect to happen. So, like, on top of it being, like, really, like, cringy and awkward music, it's also, like, really dramatic and, uh, what's the word? Really dramatic, intense, and almost inconceivable uh, situations that he finds himself in. So, it's a short movie, really interesting, and uh, thank you, Tim, for having it on your Plex server. <laughs> At least I think you had it on your Plex server. It's either that or Netflix. I'm sure it's on both. <laughs> I don't even remember half the movies that are on there. <laughs> oh, man. Um, also, I watched uh, Maze Runner, The Death Cure. I finished that series out. And I also watched, like, The Hunger Games, which seemed both strangely applicable to our times. Because, like, in The Maze Runner, Death Cure, everybody was wearing, like, masks because there's some kind of, like, death cure. And I was, like, sick watching this movie during a pandemic. Not good vibes. Did anybody watch Wonder Woman? The I'm new one? To. Yep, the new one. I got to I got to get my HBO Max uh subscription going so I can watch that. <clears throat> I watched that's, that's it on, right? I watched yeah, I watched it on uh, HBO Max cuz um all I would have actually seen it in the theaters most likely if theaters were open, but they were all closed this year um around us here at least for us, but uh, I did watch it on HBO Max. Um, with my wife. I took a short break during it because I wasn't really getting into it. But then I came back and watched the ending with her, and it was really good. So, Have uh, any of you watched uh, uh, Soul from Pixar? I've no, not. is that available to watch? It just yeah. came out like two days ago. Yeah, it just oh. came out. It was. I thought it was pretty good. It's just very dark. It's a very dark movie i don't even think it's it doesn't seem like a kid's movie it's very dark well like the trailer some person dies right uh i actually have not seen the trailer i just watched it without watching it so the one other person i know that's watched it it told me that it's probably their favorite pixar movie right now oh it's great it's a really good movie i liked it i could i never I didn't know if I was going to be able to see it because I liked the trailer looked really interesting and it looked like uh, a mix of like Up and Inside Out and a couple other Disney movies. And I found that there's an audiobook version of it that I could have rented from my library and listened to. And I was like, I don't know if I want to spoil this. And so it's cool <laughs> to hear that it's actually available on Disney+. Plus. Um, Daniel said he got a lifetime subscription to a Plex account. Did you do that 
this year, Tim, you thought about doing it, right? Or Yeah, I just, I was thinking about getting the Lifetime, but I wasn't too sure if I was going to actually use it. So I just paid the $40 for the one year. And um, I know for, we're going to buy it next year when it goes on sale again. Yeah, this way you get to like test it out and see if yeah. there's value in having Which, that Lifetime Pass. I love it because it's it's great for backing up my photos because I was thinking about getting it uh, as a Google photo <laughs> replacement. It's, it's perfect. It works perfectly. It's great. That's, that's awesome. very disappointing to hear, but I, also awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, over the holidays, I kind of worked on, on redoing all my passwords and stuff uh, like that. Cause um, somebody tried to get into my Google account Um and uh, yeah, it was weird because I was getting all these like spam emails and then somebody was setting up like COVID test appointments in random places under my email address. Just like, and I'm like, what is going on? And then I started getting security alerts from Google saying that they blocked several attempts to try and get into my account. And so I went in and I secured it. It was my first, it was my Gmail account, not the not the main account that I use most of the time. It's more just for spam and stuff like that. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it popped up on there. And so I actually, I went in and put in two-factor authentication on it because um, my main account has two-factor authentication, but um, my other account didn't. Um, and I've had that email address for years. And uh, it's somebody, um, somebody like offered me uh, like Five hundred bucks for it, like a few years ago, um, just because of the name of it, and um, they really wanted it. It's back when, so it's back when Gmail first came out, and when you had you had to have an invite for it. Um, I actually got an invite through <laughs> through eBay. I went in and I bought an invite on eBay for like for like uh, I think it was like fifteen dollars or something like that. But I really wanted to get my username. And I figured that was about the only way that I was going to do it. Is I mean, yeah. Somebody else was going to capture it up. So I paid 15 bucks to do it. And then I got um, six invites following that. And I went and sold them on eBay <laughs> <laughs> to, make up, to make up my money. Because eBay was like the eBay was the place to go to get a Gmail invite um, before, before it was available to the public. Um, and so I pride myself on having that email address for like 10 something years. But as, as, as a Matt, I, I, I enjoy your email address very much. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. Should we move on to our official topic that we, we've I, I think talking about how you had to change your passwords because someone was trying to get in your Gmail account. is a perfect segue. It is. It is. It's a very perfect segue into our topic about privacy and the uh, Apple versus Facebook lawsuit um, that has occurred. Wow, that's new. Sorry, I just have to point out yeah. the screen that it minimized us instead of going over Tim's face. <laughs> I guess it does too. Is this really awesome. or, or, did they, uh, or did you discover it? Well, I mean, remember we complained about it last time, and they must, have been, they must have been watching. They must have been right. watching. So, right. not only do the people at Apple watch our our podcast, but the people at Restream are watching our podcast as well. It's it's very possible. 
<laughs> and you know, it's good feedback for us. Good job, everyone. Good job. It is. Uh, so, anyways, Apple versus Facebook. So, if you haven't heard, Apple pulled out a um, this uh, new privacy feature in the iPhone. Um, it's rolling out later this year, but it will eventually. Um, a lot of apps track your availability. Um, you know, like what you're looking at. You know, what you're watching. Those type of things, and they use uh, trackers to do that. And now Apple is saying, if you want to do that, you have to ask for permission first, just like you'd have to get permission for a location um, or to access your camera or you know to George. access your microphones or so and so. Um, so Apple um, has you know long said this is coming. You know they delayed it. Um, until later this year, and it's finally been announced that it's actually going to roll out this year um, very soon. And uh, Apple took out a big um, campaign in a newspaper um, that, uh, like a full-page newspaper ad complaining about it, basically. And it's a pretty shysty ad. Like... It is like I, I read it and I'm like, I don't know that I would have done that because that's kind of that's a lot like, you know, I mean, you're Apple. Apple does things for small businesses. And, and even I the think, first sentence is about small businesses in this ad. And it's like not even a true. The first sentence is a lie. Like yeah. they start out this advertisement just straight up lying to people. And it's hard to get through after that. Yeah. And um, and and I. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. You know, yeah, it's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt Facebook overall and, you know, other companies that, you know, try to market your uh, your ads off of, you know, what you're doing on your phone and stuff like that. But it really does go to privacy, and privacy is very important to some people, especially people who have Apple devices. They get an Apple device because they have the highest level of privacy and security um, that you can get out there. And it's, it's just like the Facebook... Uh, or excuse me, the Apple versus the Department of Justice and the privacy for end-to-end -end, end -end encryption. You know, um, Facebook has said, or excuse me, Apple has said that end-to-end -end encryption is the most secure way to use your phone because nobody has access to your data. Um, and yeah. the government has said they want access to that if they get a court order. Um, and Apple has said no, and they've fought it along the way. And you know, Apple's doing the same thing with Facebook. They're putting this out there. You have to abide by it or you don't get to publish your app. Um, I, mean, I think it's a valuable company to fight the government on something regarding privacy. Yeah. Like that's and, already and kind of suspicious. My personal my personal thought on it is I think that I think that Facebook should have done this differently. Facebook should have gone out there and educated the user, educated the um the reasoning why they would like to track your track your things. Some some places do that. Um, I think you can go into Twitter and you can say, "I don't want to. I don't want you to base ads off of what I look at." Um, I'm pretty sure you can do it in Twitter, and I think that's more or less what they should have done. Um, and I think there's still other ways that Facebook can, you know, use um, ad revenue to better, you know better meet the user's experience so because this is only for ios that they're losing this kind of what well, not yeah. even losing that this new uh ios 14 rule is applying to yeah it'll only work it'll only work in ios you can they can still track you i think through the mobile app 
Um, if you, I don't, well, I don't know. You might, if you have it turned off on the mobile app, then you might not. Um, so it's like while you're in Facebook, they can still kind of track everything that you do, but nor what this is turning off is the ability for Facebook to track you when you leave the Facebook app, when you go to mm -hmm. a website about cooking utensils or recipes, and then you go back into Facebook and Facebook is, you know, uh, well, yep. trying to cooking utensils, yeah. cooking utensils or like uh, training programs for cooking. They won't have that ability if you turn off this feature or don't allow them to basically stalk you everywhere you go. Absolutely. In, uh, in iOS 14.3, and I don't know if it happened before, then this is the first time I've noticed it. If you go into an app, it'll tell you, um, you know, this first box here is data used to track you. This is Facebook I'm looking at. And it says the following data may be used to track you across apps and websites owned by other companies, contact info, identifiers, and you can click it to go to other data. And then there's data linked to you. And it says the following data may be collected and linked to your identity. You can go in here and this is all the information Facebook is gathering from my phone because I have the app on my phone. I mean. <laughs> and it just keeps going. It just keeps so going. And most apps have that, as far as I'm aware, or at least that's a new thing that apps can enable, which I was surprised to see that Facebook has that. Is that mandatory, like, going forward? Just having that on the, the app page? Yeah. That's on, the, that's on the Apple App Store page for Facebook. So if yeah. you go it into uh, any app, it's going to have that page. I looked at a few others. I looked at Pandora. I looked at Spotify. There's a couple other categories and other... Um, other pages have, like Spotify has things that are like it, it's it's your information, but it's not directly tied to you. So they're basically just kind of looking at like what kind of music you listen to for for um, statistical purposes and whatnot. But it's not actually having your name attached to it. And all Apple and all Apple apps will eventually have to have that tag. Apple has gone back and put it on their apps. Um, once you submit it an app to the App Store, you'll have to start publishing that information um, in your in your app submission um, once you submit the app for review. Okay. What, what do you think your average consumer is losing by, from Facebook by having Apple uh, implement this new policy? Well, I think, it, I, I, I mean, I agree the, with Facebook that, you know, less, less relevant ads are going to, not create as many click-throughs for it. Um, so I think uh, I think their best campaign, and I think what they should do, is do a campaign focusing on why you should have your ad tracker turned on and what the benefit of it is. And you know there are some people out there who who value their privacy more and are going to turn it off. Um, and I think Facebook should look for different ways to. Um, to use ad revenue or to um, do more relevant content, you know, based on, you know, because they can still access what you post and stuff like that and what you like and what you subscribe to and what you, um, you know, like, you know, how, how much you look through certain pages and stuff like that. So they're still getting all their, all their information through the Facebook app. Um, I think that they could just utilize that data maybe better or more. Mm -hmm. And uh, Facebook still serves ads in other uh, 
other places like other apps not just facebook and i think on like uh th they sell ads on websites and stuff so everything that you'll do on facebook will still be uh advertised to you when you go to these other websites and if these websites allow cookies or you allow cookies to uh, be installed on your computer from going to various websites then facebook will still collect that information from you while you're just out on the web randomly and they'll still uh, gather your data. I think one of the reasons why Facebook would be upset that people on iOS devices specifically are further outside their reach is because like we've talked about in the Epic versus Apple scenario, uh, Apple users generate a lot of revenue for companies. So if you're Facebook and you can sell targeted ads to Apple users, they if they're more likely to buy, they're more likely to spend good money on making your ad platform more relevant to all of your customers. So I think from Facebook's perspective, they're looking at a similar situation to Epic where they're looking at a drop in value uh, for what it is that they're trying to sell people. And I, I don't need Facebook to track like arbitrary information about me like I don't know how long I'm holding my phone how long I scroll I don't need I don't gain anything from targeted advertisements because I don't really buy anything from advertisements anyway so I'm all for Apple increasing the difficulty that uh, Facebook has with tracking my information let's not forget and and I'm a hundred percent on board with Apple trying to make it harder for Facebook to collect data on me. But let's not forget that Apple is not in, not Apple, Facebook is not in the business of providing their social media platforms uh, for free because they don't provide it for free. Uh, we don't pay for it in monetary uh, means, but their whole business model is to gather data on us to sell ad space for companies to target towards us because that's where their money comes from. They exist pretty much to get ad revenue off of the data they collect off. We are, we are the money that they use uh, basically to gain their physical money. You know, we are the goods that they're selling to these companies to buy ad space. Absolutely. Uh, if they're losing that ad revenue, um, I think that, that we could potentially see something down the line where either Facebook is not going to get um, feature updates, they're, they're not going to get um, as, as much attention to detail uh, for making sure that it's not crashing or anything as, as well as it does now. Um, I think that, that we could potentially, uh, you know, Matt, Tim and I talked about the, the possibility of would you pay a monthly subscription for a social media platform to not see any ads? Like, like, uh, if you could go to Instagram and see ads, I definitely on would. I definitely would. A subscription. You would. You you open up, you open up TikTok, and what's the first thing you see when you open up TikTok? You see an ad. You know, once in a while you're scrolling through Twitter, you see an ad. Instagram, you see an ad. If you could pay, you know, say ten bucks a month to have the the Facebook family of apps ad free, would you do it? I think ten bucks is kind of steep. That was I was just throwing that number out there. Um, I think that if if more companies jump on the same bandwagon uh, that Apple's doing that allows more privacy to be in the hands of the user versus letting Facebook have free reign, that we could potentially see some sort of 
we're either going to see some sort of monthly subscription, we're going to see social media platforms have to rethink well, their entire business I strategy. I think they need to innovate differently. I think they need to look at different ways. Like I talked about, you know, like using different algorithms to track or to track user data, use use user data. Um, and I think one of the things that we haven't seen here, and one of the companies that's been very silent about this, is Google. Google is one of the largest. Um, you know, ad revenues as well. They, they, their business is all structured around ads as well, just like Facebook is. They don't charge for free email accounts. They don't charge for, um, you know, access to the Google Docs, Google Sheets, all of those things. But they, they read, they read your data and they use your data for targeted ads. And we haven't seen anything really from Google um, or even YouTube about what this is going to do for their business. So um, I think. I think Apple, I think Facebook's taking on the fight, but I think they're taking in the wrong direction. Um, Apple and, and Tim Cook have also said out there that once that ad tracker pops up, they have a little section in there where it says, you know, why we're tracking your ads. And that's their case to make um, the case on why they should do it. They can also put up a splash screen in front of it saying, hey, we use this track your ads. Here's how we do it. You know, um, right now you see targeted ads that are relevant to what you see. Um, if you don't, if you turn this off, you're going to see less relevant ads like these that don't pertain to you. Um, and then basically you have to ask them, what would you like to see? Would you like to see stuff that pertains to you or would you rather see junk that is not relevant to you? Um, so I think that I think that Facebook should should focus in on that. It's here. It's not going anywhere. Apple's not going to back down on this. And I think it's going to hurt Facebook in the long run um, if they don't get on board and try and educate the user. And I think that's I think that's exactly what Facebook, or excuse me, Google and YouTube might do. Mm. I, I challenge everybody here to go to Facebook, to go to Google, and if you have an iPhone, to go to Apple and ask them for the data they have on you, because I've done that just for fun. And Apple had, um, I don't remember the exact amount, but it's only like like two gigs worth of data on me. This is this is compressed raw. Two gigs is a lot of though. Two gigs is a lot of data. Most of that's my iPhone backup, my, my iCloud oh. backup for my phone. Um, Google had over 10 gigabytes of compressed data on me. I can't remember what Facebook had, but it was it was it was it was between five and, and ten gigabytes, which I know is a, a fairly large range, but when you look at the difference there of what Google and Facebook had, and granted, I've had Google a lot longer than, than Facebook's been around. You know, I've had Gmail since the almost the conception of Gmail. Um, uh, but the fact that Apple has basically just my iCloud backup for my phone uh, data on me versus what Google and Facebook has proves um, the each company's... Um, Kind of vision and structure and and how they how they treat gathering data on uh, on people. Um, you know, I'm not saying that, that that Facebook and Google are necessarily evil. Once again, that's that's their business structure. That's how they're getting their money. You want to use these features for free, not have to pay money for it. Well, you got to pay in, in some way. You're paying in your 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 personalized data for targeted ads. Um, is that necessarily a bad thing? No, uh, I think consent and knowing exactly how your data used is much more important. 
Um, to answer your question uh, on how you go and get your data, uh, I'd have to look it up again. But you basically, there's a form, you can go, go on Google and look for it. Uh, there's a form you can fill out um, that you email off. It takes like five days for them to get it back to you. Um, but um, you can go and request um, by law all the data that these people have collected on you. And you would be surprised how much they've collected on you. Uh, I could not believe that, because I got Apple's first, and I'm like, oh, Apple only has like a, a, a couple gigs on me. That's cool. And then I saw Google's, and I it just blew my mind how much they had on me. And then to know that it was a compressed uh, data file on top of that. Uh, one of the ways that you can get uh, at least like a snapshot and a digital, uh, probably a digital copy of this to a lesser magnitude than what they might send you physically is if you go to myaccount.google.com slash dashboard, that should give you the ability to at least look into what Google is tracking you uh, across all of their different platforms, uh, like location and YouTube and Drive and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that might be a good way to check stuff out. Um, but one of the things, um, so Joseph asked, uh, is Facebook important enough to you guys to pay a subscription fee for, or at least, so Matt, you mentioned that Google offers like docs, they offer sheets, they offer drive, they offer Gmail, they offer all of this free stuff, but they do collect a lot of data from you and they kind of roll it into the programs and services that they offer. Does Facebook, offer that same kind of value to you right off the top of your head with the data that they collect? Well, so for my personal view, I, I, I don't necessarily care about what data they track on me. It's not really relevant to me. I mean, I'm not a big privacy person, but I do understand where people are privacy about that. The I just, I hate the annoying ads. Like ads are annoying to me. Um, I, I, have, I, I have a Google, well, it was called Google Suite. I have a Google Workplace account, and that is my primary email account. Um, my wife also has one. We have, you know, set up um, because I don't like to see ads, you know, and that's one of the ways you can use Gmail without ads, you know, and use um, the Google family of suites, you know. So um, I, for me, I pay for I pay for email. I don't use free email services, um, you know, except for spam stuff that, you know, comes through. But um, so I, I think, is it, is Facebook important? It is to some people and some people might be worth paying for to get an ad free experience. Um, I like to look at Instagram a lot and um, I hate the ads that pop up on Instagram because I, I don't know. I still don't think they're relevant to me even when they, when they pop up. Um, but, um, I would, I would probably pay for the Facebook or the Instagram version at least. Cause I'm on Instagram more than I think Facebook I am. Um, I think I did hear that, uh, WhatsApp is actually going to start getting ads too. Um, or no, maybe, sorry, never mind. That was telegram, I think. Um, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, it, it just values on what, what's important to you, whether, um, an, an ad free experience, um, is important to you. Um, I think is what you have to ask yourself, you know, I think for Facebook's ads, I think are the most, to me, the most annoying just because it's like every few posts, 
there's an ad, but with mm-hmm. something like Twitter, I don't notice the ads as much. Also, because Twitter likes to uh, disguise uh, advertisements as regular tweets, so it's not very like noticeable. Yeah, it's a promoted. It's a promoted tweet, yeah. so it's it looks very much like an original tweet, and then it just has promoted in the bottom. So yeah, they are less. Um, they are less there. I think I have mine turned off, so they're not personalized. That's why I probably hate them the most. I just it's it's I don't know how easy it is to purchase a tweet, but sometimes I'll get tweets that are like, um, "I just got a sandwich," and it's like a promoted. Someone just will pay to promote their own tweet that's not advertising anything. It's just like just for fun, just promote a tweet hmm. for no reason. I'm very curious to to know how much that costs. Yeah. Like just some random well, oh, I just want to I mean you can you can target your ads for I mean you can just pay for ads and it's basically based on impressions. So you know how many people how many people do it. Um, I promote the Gooplycast on Facebook a lot. Um, so that kind of you know rolls into it as well. Do you get analytics off of promoted tweets? Because now I just want to do this just to see what my analytics. Are. I think you do get analytics off of promoted tweets. Yeah. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to play around with this a little bit later. So the other thing, uh, the opposite side, I guess, not even the opposite side, but what uh, Facebook was trying to champion was small businesses using their targeted ad platforms and how much the reduction of this by Apple would affect small businesses. So I know that Facebook's um, uh, specific targeting is pretty good, or at the very least, it can get really, really granular. You can target someone in Boise, Idaho, of a certain race, of a certain gender, who's into a certain number of particular groups like knitting or uh, motocross or something like that. And if you're a business, uh, maybe you know, trying to get off the ground, do you think that losing that access would be detrimental to small businesses? Do you think uh, that it's a good idea for Apple to do this now during like, a pandemic when small businesses are already hurting because that's kind of the argument that Facebook is making. You'd have to take into consideration how many people probably are not going to turn off personalized ads. And I think that, that Matt made the really strong argument that Facebook is going about this the wrong way. If Facebook were to approach us and be like, hey, you're, you're going to get ads. You're going to get ads from us one way or another. It doesn't matter whether you turn off personalized ads or not. The question is, would you rather see ads for crap that you honestly don't care about or ads for stuff that you probably care a little bit more about? In other words, what do you think is going to be more annoying? Because you're going to see the ads either way. One's going to be more annoying because it's crap you care less about, and one's going to be slightly less annoying because it's crap you do care about. Both are going to be annoying, don't get me wrong. But like, if I start seeing ads for knitting versus <laughs> tech gadget I've been browsing on the web lately, you know, one's going to be more annoying than the other. That's all I'm saying. I think that I think that that Facebook is approaching this the wrong way, and I think that if they approached it the right way they could keep enough people on board 
then it's not going to upset them too much. There are, there, are, there are definitely going to be people out there that are like, I don't care. I don't want my privacy tracked. And, and good for you for caring about your privacy. I'm on board with that. I support you 110% because if you don't want your data to be given up, you don't want your data to be given up. That's cool. But Apple or not Apple, Facebook is approaching this the wrong way. I think you're right. I think there's something to be said for the way Facebook seems to be antagonizing Apple rather than taking the amicable approach of saying and offering to customers what value targeted ads and accepting uh, Facebook's ad tracking policy is going to bring to them. Because right now, all we're hearing is the same kind of like, Apple is evil and trying to hurt people, when really Apple is just like, we, we're into privacy and we're giving people more choice over privacy. If you have a problem with this, it probably speaks more to your business practices than it does to Apple's. Shouldn't Which makes me sad. Shouldn't Facebook be able to uh, tailor ads to you based on what your likes are on the within the website instead of having to track you throughout? And well, they probably that's, that's what I said. They do that. They do that to some point, but I think that, like I said, they need to fix their algorithm better to to focus on that. You know, um, and less on less on what they do outside of the app too, so that they're more relevant to it as well. Because people like things, people share things, people like pages. You know, um, what are those things? What are people on those pages liking? You know, um, what they still know your age. What's pretty popular right now for people? You know, eighteen to twenty-five. You know, um, those type of things can be still targeted um, towards that demographic of group of people. I am, I guess, looking forward to seeing how uh, Facebook is going to get around this because if Facebook, I don't know, tries to do something publicly says how Apple has, you know, attacked them and they're fighting back with some kind of policy that Facebook drums up, then maybe we'll see other advertisement platforms like, I don't know, Google and whoever else there is come out with something that's at least more pro-consumer, more uh, pro-transparency or pro-choice, really going out, like you guys have said, uh, trying to educate people on what this tracking offers to them, which I think is the right way to go. And I agree. And I, I think it's all about the platform and what you use the platform for. So um, this is a free platform. Google is a free platform. Um, Microsoft is not really. Um, Apple is not. So, you know, it just kind of depends on the platform that you use and how you use it. And I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but yeah. And Facebook, though, to Facebook's credit, like they have to take shots at Apple while they still can before like everybody is thrown into the antitrust lawsuit soup that all these big companies are going through. So there's only limited time where these things actually matter, where like one giant trillion dollar company can attack another and have anyone listen. Because as soon as all of this stuff hits the fan, people are probably going to be much more aware of the weird business practices really any of these corporations have to like track or manipulate people into doing certain things. So I, don't know, I think, I think we'll see. Um, 
with that being said, was there anything else you guys wanted to bring up on this topic or anything else? Um, I think Tim should show off his Windows XP in the background. The I just keep staring. I just keep staring at it. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, I was uh, at my parents' house this weekend uh, for was it Christmas? I think it was yeah, Christmas Eve. And I remembered about this box. Um, I already told the story before the podcast, but um, when I was younger, I used to play test games for Microsoft. Um, like I would go to Microsoft and uh, play test a video game before it came out. And one time I went, when you do this, they would give you a free piece of software. So I've gotten a ton of, uh, I think I have Office as well. But um when I was little, <laughs> I, my parents told me, you need to ask for this. And so I did, uh, not realizing how important this is. <laughs> but this is a Windows XP professional. It's the full, like, disk. Everything is in here. It's, yeah, you can serve, see. I noticed it's Server Pack 2, too, as well. So it's yep. the, It comes with Service Pack 2? Yeah. Yep. Did you think disk? Fallen. It's got the disk in here. Let me open this. It's got a nice little thing. You open... Wow. Start uh, here, yeah. Experience. Yep. Yep. I always like the XP coloring. Oh, here it is. Nice there button. it is. Oh, yeah. So, it's not it's like a Windows worth having since XP, let's face it. <laughs> I loved XP so much. Oh, and I have the product key on the back. I, I really think that they should come out with a new Windows XP and call it XP2. Yeah, they have a two XP squared. Yeah. They just have XP that XP two, the best operating experience ever. Yeah, give me the That's ability great. to roll Windows ten back to look just like XP and operate just like XP. You used to be able to buy a skin. I thought for it. I don't. I'm not a big Windows user, but I thought you could buy a skin to put over the Windows ten, or maybe it was Windows eight. I don't remember, but I thought. I just realized that Microsoft wouldn't come up with that like concise of a naming scheme they'd name it like windows xp series xp or something <laughs> <laughs> um, series XP. i used windows xp not that long ago um and i needed to uninstall a software that was on it and i it took me a few minutes to figure out windows xp again because it's it's after using 10 seven and eight for so long going back to xp was really different because it's just Something like like riding a bike you know it's like you because you click the start buttons like where's the tiles oh they don't have tiles that wasn't until 10 or no eight and uh it's like super just it was cool going it's cool going back and looking and at they like have an omni you should go to you should go to the container store and get a glass um get a like a glass or not a glass, but one of those plexi things that you can put it in and just put it on display in your back thing. I, have, oh, I still need to get the frame for it, but I have ninety-five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. You can get a. You can go to the container store. You can get a thing that you know you put there, and then you put the disc next to it. Yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what you should do. Honestly, is just make a make a whole wall behind you. Yeah. You can't tell I'm a big Windows fan. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, well, except, except he has a, folks listen up here. He has a Mac sitting right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. I evened it out with. Hold on. Oh, I just got this new 
puppy a couple days ago. <laughs> oh, look at that. That <laughs> is a, a stack of a Toshiba. Oh, that is a beast. Yep. I just what got that, the... Windows 7? Yep, Windows 7. So, guys, this thing is huge, and it still doesn't have a number pad, and there's definitely room. Oh, there's a CD-ROM in it. It's got a CD-ROM. <laughs> it also does not have any HDMI, only VGA on it. Ooh, oh, VGA. Look at that Very... classic, classic I think that's card. like the size of three MacBook Airs right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was using I think it. you could. I think you could actually fit a, a, th a fourth one in there. Yes, also, it oh, has... The battery. The battery is removable. Oh, also, um, it's actually not that slow. I used it. It's running Windows 10, and I used it not that long ago. Not the worst, like, slowest computer I've ever used. It's actually... It was pretty impressive. What are you going to use it for? <clears throat> um, I have no plan. My dad was going to get rid of it, and I'm like, I'll take it. And so... <laughs> Now I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna uh, format it and give have because uh, my wife she uses my MacBook and she hates. I'm sorry, but she does not like Apple uh, computers. Well, so <laughs> so I'm gonna get a divorce. <laughs> so I'm gonna format this and uh, make it as like minimal running, and it's gonna do very basic, like very because she only uses it for like email. And that kind of thing. can't even use Microsoft Word. You use like WordPad on it or Notepad. <laughs> you gonna put Windows whatever number we're on now? Ten. I think I'm just gonna do ten. Yeah, they yeah. Windows ten is like it's it runs pretty light. Like it's fairly impressive. Yeah, yeah, it runs pretty light, and also even if it's not licensed, Windows still gives out security updates to everyone that has Windows ten installed. So mm, you don't true. even have to have a license. You can't. You can't like customize it. Like you can't change the background or change colors. But you can still use Windows 10 as if it was activated. You just what have that like activate Windows 10 in like the bottom you right. You know what you should put on it. You know what you should put on it. You should put on Chrome. Cro oh, oh, Chrome OS. That's a, oh, not a bad idea. That's a that's a very think, light operating system. I that's a very light operating system, and for that type of thing, I think that would be cool to uh, cool to have a Chrome OS experience. I wish I could get it out. I'm gonna try and get it out, but I have a desktop down here. I think I can get it out. The desktop that has Windows um, XP on it, it weighs like a ton. It's not your personal everyday PC. No. <laughs> This thing is old. Don't throw out your back. <laughs> All right, wow. this one. Oh, look at that. Is that an HP? It's an HP. <laughs> oh, did that have Windows? Did that have Windows Media Player on it? Yes, it had okay. Windows XP uh, Media, Media Player. Media yeah. Center. Yep. Yeah. Um, also had. It has this is, card slots in the top too. It's got. I'm really nervous. <laughs> it's a very old computer, but. Like I'm a big Windows fan. <laughs> I I really think that you should put up a Windows museum in your house. You know, <laughs> I was talking with my parents about it. Uh, I used to have a Windows ninety five desktop, and uh, my brother, when he started learning about computers, he took that computer from me, and it had like these media files on it, like some music. I don't remember what it was on there, but. He took it from me. I was like, "Please don't, please don't break my computer." He's like, 
don't worry, I know everything about computers now. And uh, and then he took it and hooked it up to another dead PC to kind of like try and daisy chain the wires together to make like one supercomputer, which in theory it sounded like a great idea. <laughs> but he did it, and then the Eddie thing. Wiper. Yeah, it fried and everything was lost. And I just remember being like, no. And he was like, sorry. And then I was like, it's okay. <laughs> so you have a so you have a Windows XP, you have a Windows 95 license. You should you should install both of those on computers and put them up in display in your office. I should. That would be I want to get this XP one up and running. I tried doing it not too long ago and it was unbearably slow. There's a lot of like bloatware on it. It belonged to a church, and so it's just got a bunch of garbage on it. So I gotta clear it off. Oh, well, <laughs> I life, think, goes, life goes on. I, I think we've learned a lot today. Uh, <laughs> we have I don't know, a, a walk down memory lane, which was actually quite nice. It was nice seeing Windows XP still has a place in our hearts, everyone's hearts. <laughs> everyone's it does even mine <laughs> uh in that case um anything else you guys wanted to throw in or bring up sounds like no all right well in that case thank you all for joining us on this episode of the gooply cast you'll be able to find our replays on youtube and the podcast version of our episodes on all your favorite podcasting apps, including iHeartRadio. Uh, follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook for updates on the podcast and be notified of our video reviews. I've been your host, Matt Carter. For Matt, Roy, and Tim, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the GooplyCast. Thanks for listening to the GooplyCast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast. Visit us on social media at Goopley. And remember, you can stream the Goopley cast on your favorite podcasting app or Goopley.com.